0: Thank you, our announcer. I mean, we don't have we need to we need to get our show a little bit bigger so that we don't have Siri as our introducing person, you know, like other shows like um, <clears throat> they have the person to introduce everybody. We I mean, we, we got to get bigger, man. Siri is just not cutting it.
1: We'll get there. I'm going to have to suffice for now. Episode 20 people. <laughs> Hell yeah. Episode 20. I can't even believe it. Juggy. How 20? How have we gotten this far?
0: There's a lot to talk about. That's why I think that I think that the 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 big change from um, from what we were to uh, what we can be now, it, like I said, it just it, it broadens the horizon. There's so much more to talk about when we talk about health as opposed to just cornering ourselves in fitness. But ironically, we're going to continue some fitness today.
1: I think we're just bored.
0: Yeah, I, I don't I mind talking about is, health, though. You
1: know,
0: yeah, I like helping people. <laughs> I, I like I like helping people who sometimes and, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. They kind of feel lost whenever they want to start their workouts. Like they're actually arriving to the gym or they're actually arriving on the track or, um, you know, they're, they're looking at this, uh, you know, the, 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 a couple of flights of stairs or whatever it is, whatever people choose to do their workouts. Because I have seen people just walk up and down stairwells and it's a it's a phenomenal exercise. So but some people, they don't know exactly what to do when they get there. They're kind of lost. They're like, OK, I'm here. The hard part's done. Right. Getting to the gym or getting to the workout area. That is the hardest part. But now that they're there, shit, what do I do?
1: Absolutely. And this has been something huge that I've learned throughout my personal training career, because a lot of clients come to me for that purpose. They walk into the gym and they're intimidated. They're like, oh, well, should I do the machines or should I go on the treadmill? And a lot of the times people will just end up going on the treadmill for an hour And that kind of just takes away from all of the other opportunity that there is in the gym. So today's episode is going to be all about how to structure your workout, how to start your workout, what types of things should you be doing in the gym that aren't going to put you too far out of your comfort zone to the point where you're around all of these meatheads lifting crazy weights in the corner and you feel deterred from doing that because you don't want to go into that section of the gym. There are ways around that.
0: Yeah. And plus, especially if that's your, or a part of your goals and objectives. And we've talked about that before, like what's the reason why you're going to the gym. And then what are those things you need to do to accomplish those goals and objectives? If you want to build muscle and you're intimidated and you're just on the treadmill all day, you're not doing anything for those goals and objectives. However, if you want to do like just cardio, if you were, if you're just looking for weight loss, you know, then it's okay for the treadmill, but you, we, the, the point is you should, nobody should be intimidated, <clears throat> excuse me, ever going into any gym. They should know what to do. They know they should know where to go. And then, uh, they should hopefully know how to do it. And if they don't, this is where the personal training comes into, uh, uh, uh a very helpful, uh, aspect of a lot of gyms, not all of them, but, you know,
1: absolutely a lot so of gyms. show if, them what
0: to do and how to do it.
1: Yeah. So if you are the type of person that needs some type of structure and you do go to the gym and they give you that first a lot of gyms will give you a free personal training session or even if you decide to pay for one session you know you have a good trainer if you can look at them and say be honest with them and say listen i am not sure that i want to continue personal training but i would like to understand the basics the machines how to use them how i can use free weights because the Personal trainer, if not, may just train you with their style. They may just pound you on that. Oh God, that could. Okay. So they may just (laughs) decide to, that's
0: after the training session,
1: (laughs) depending on which trainer you get, they may just decide to show or put you through some crazy intense workout because they want you to feel like you, you got in a really good workout. You were sweating and they may want you to come back, but just be real with the person. If you're really not considering paying for training have someone show you how to use the workouts or the machines have someone show you how to do some basic workouts with free weights something that you can always do without someone by your side
0: I agree I like that I like the uh that that's something that I I used to work in a gym a long long time ago and I wish that I was the person to introduce some of these people into the gym because even if they don't need personal training per se I do feel that most people, not all, not everybody, if they're not trained in high school or anything like that, like people walk into the gym and they don't know how to do most of those machines. They're looking around and, and they're, I, I think they look around and they feel like they're in that saw room, you know, like they're just looking around at a bunch of torture devices going, I don't know how to use that. And if I do, I'm going to hurt myself.
1: Right. So I would to love eat- to be go ahead. They try and see how other people are using the machines, but at the same time, those
0: they could be using it incorrectly, might not
1: know. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh my God, those are some of the funniest YouTube videos of people incorrectly using those machines. They I look like it. they're crushing it, but I'm like, they're gonna destroy themselves, they're gonna pull <laughs> something quick. Some of those are hilarious. Like, where um, did you learn that? Yeah, oh my God, yeah, like, you're absolutely right. It's like, that's not what it's used for, but that man, you're creative um
1: yeah i'll give yeah. them that they are creative i'll give
0: them that <laughs> yeah that's about it where though. is it there was that one i don't know if you've seen it before there's the one where the guy he's like like i don't know how he's attached to these like man-sized rubber bands and he's just going back and forth going ah, ah, ah. <laughs> i'm like yeah i i don't know about that i was like that is that resistance training is that cardio i can't even compartmentalize that guy it's hysterical <laughs> is that
1: functional what are you doing yeah
0: what is what are your goals and objectives sir
1: Is that how How you move around in real life?
0: Just like. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'd rather do that than go for a walk.
0: But oh, man, I just think it's so funny. But I mean, but getting serious, though, like if you use a machine incorrectly, you are prone. You're at very high risk of hurting yourself one way or the other. So I like to be the person to show them how to do that.
1: Yeah. So don't don't be afraid to just ask for help. You may get that one personal trainer that's like, oh, well, you should buy a training session and you should just look at them and be like, I'm not going to buy training, but you work here and this is your job. And if you don't care about me doing this correctly, regardless if I give you money or not, then you should go on to the next person and ask them because eventually you'll find someone who actually cares and isn't just looking for your money. Yeah,
0: I do think that there should be some sort of a happy medium at that in this perfect uh, case. For example, if somebody is that intimidated about the gym in general, about the whole gym, if they do feel like they're in that saw room and they're very confused about these machines, I really do think that some people should p- pay for one personal training Absolutely. session. And that training session should be about how to, uh, how to use those machines, all the resistance machines, as many as possible that you can get within an hour. Do one set, do five repetitions, fire through as many machines as you possibly can or want or need. And then that should be a training session. I think that more, I, personal trainers will be happy with that one because that's a, it's an extra hour of people who really need it. And it's an easy hour for the personal trainer. This is their bread and butter. This is how to use those machines. This is one of the first things that you learn. So.
1: Right. And I've had people that when I was working at the edge fitness I had people that came up to me and they, and I got a feel for it. Were they interested in training or did they just need to learn how to do some things for when they come into the gym? And I had a bunch of people that I literally just went through the machines and taught them because I didn't feel as though they were in the position where they could go ahead and do free weights on their own. But I recommend free weights over using the machines all day, every day. Mm. For For safety purposes, and I hope you provide a counter argument on this because I would love mm-hmm. to get your opinion.
0: I'm glad you got but, my tone.
1: But, but there, the one time that I would actually suggest that people perform the machines over free weights is if they have some type of injury, if they are older individuals who may get injured from performing free weight exercises. And also if you are trying to lift a very heavy amount of weight and you don't have a spot. Those are really the only times where i would suggest doing the machines and here's my biggest argument as to why you sitting down first of all most people spend a lot of their day sitting already right they're sitting at a desk they're sitting on their couch wherever it may be you're already spending a lot of your day sitting so when you get to the gym you should be doing as many stand-up exercises as possible Uh, almost every single one of those machines is performed sitting down. That is not functional. You're still keeping your hip flexors tight. You're still basically getting into that position where you can have lower back pain, whatever it may be. And also on top of that, it's not necessarily functional. So if you are sitting down and you have, for example, let's talk about a seated row machine but you're using the one where you're bracing your chest and you're pulling back. Just one example, this is not functional. You don't have something bracing your chest in real life. So it does depend on how you use them, but at the end of the day, they really are not nearly as functional as what you would be doing when you perform a free weight exercise. Juggie, hit it.
0: I I think, wonderfully said, I I love how you have um, very good examples as to you favor machines over free, I'm sorry, you favor free weights over machines with those exceptions. I think another one is somebody who is, the person who we uh, introduced the show with, it's the person who is intimidated by the resistance floor. I think that person also should be doing machines first before free weights because they're deconditioned and they're not educated enough on the machines to use them properly just yet. People who are just starting out or deconditioned also, I think should do machines first, but I, but I totally agree with everything else. Once you have that good base, if you have a good understanding on how to lift weights, um, free weights are so much better than machines because there's less isolation. You can hit more muscle groups, and you can hit them more effectively. If I may, I'd love to give the bench press as an example. Um, if you use any, any sort of bench press machine, I, I, I'm, I'm thinking about the one where it, there's that single track where you can't go up and down. It's just that you're up and down. If you could picture me on a bench right now, it's the one that you can only go up and down this way. You have to position your body. Um, forcing you to d- keep good form. Yeah, exactly. And you just it's just one straight motion. And again, it's great for people with injuries. It's great for people who are just starting out and they're, you know, put put a lightweight and really get that feel of just pushing out. Um, you know, like the, the geriatrics or the or the beginners or the injures, no problem there. But if there's nothing wrong and you've done that machine and all that stuff, if you do free weights, that track gets eliminated. And now you're balancing as you're lifting, and that fires so many more muscles that burns so many more calories, that does so much more for you. Um, and you just, you just get a better lift. It's way more efficient and you're just going to feel, um, I think that much better, um, going into, and you're just, you're just going to get that much stronger. It's just, it's just a, you know, free free weights have always been better than machines with the caveat that you know how to lift and you are ready for that lift. So, so
1: that's a good point. So for those of you that are beginners or haven't had any experience with lifting free weights, which would just be, you know, it could be anything from lifting dumbbells to lifting kettlebells, anything like that, Mm -hmm. then yes, I agree that you should get, you can get more comfortable with using machines first, but for the purpose of the scare factor of women that don't want to go into that weight room or onto the floor where there are a bunch of benches and dumbbells, there's a perfect way to get around that. You can do an entire workout in one spot on the I don't know it depends on what gym you go to but there's usually some type of a turf area you can do everything that you would do in that room on the turf area, and you don't need to roam around through a bunch of intimidating men you don't need to and also women now uh, a lot of beefy women out there is that and- true are,
0: are, are women have, have they stepped up the intimidation factor at gyms only because I haven't I haven't been to a, uh, a public gym in a while I like to I like my walks and I get my my cardio in so.
1: Yeah. So actually today was my first day back at the gym in a year. So aside from my martial arts training, I have not lifted weights in a full year. I remember you saying that. Yeah. Yeah. And I walked in there today and there are some women that are in excellent shape, but I could see how other women would look at that and be like, oh, that's kind of scary. You know, they have a lot of muscle. How did they do that? Now I'm going to embarrass myself because I don't look like that.
0: But what's so scary about muscle though? This is what, this is something I don't, and I don't want to get too off topic here, of course, but from a women's perspective, um, do you honestly, when you look at a, a woman who wants to get that big and buff, who has done this for years and has the nutrition for years to look like that, it takes a long time and it takes a ton of effort to look like that. When that woman is walking around, just walking around people just feel intimidated like I don't know I just I I know that I'm not like like a big buff like gorilla from the Jersey Shore like they like the bodyguards or like the bouncers or something like that who hang out there all the time but I I don't feel intimidated by those guys most of those guys are giant friggin teddy bears are women like nasty are they like are they like the grizzly from the revenant are they gonna rip you apart if you're Leo like (laughs) like if they give one look at you or you're like hey look what the hell you're looking at like are they are they that mean or like what exactly is intimidating?
1: No, absolutely not. I think it's more of the self-conscious factor that comes into play. And I think it's, wow, they know what they're doing and I don't know what I'm doing. And then it kind of, oh, okay. you know, okay. like it, it's also like when you see men, they, you can tell when someone knows what they're doing at the gym, you know, they they go to grab their weights, they start, they know their rest period. They're not kind of like, looking around, uh, what do I do next? I don't know. They kind of go in there with somewhat of a plan or maybe they just plan them while they're there, but anyways, they have some type of direction. And when I say women look at, you know, other women that are in really good shape and big and buff, or maybe just in general in good shape, they don't even have Mm -hmm. to be big and buff. When they look at that, it's not the muscle that's intimidating. It's the fact that they, they are clearly experienced and the other person the newbie is not
0: okay that's fair I wouldn't feel I I don't know I guess uh, maybe it's just like a personality I wouldn't
1: I wouldn't either I wouldn't I would ask that person like hey what are you
0: doing I'd love to know what you're doing you look fantastic and I don't care if you're a a guy or a girl or a man or woman it's like hey man you look great what's going on there like a girl it's like you know hey my girlfriend's having trouble losing weight what are you doing maybe maybe your advice is better than mine
1: that's the extrovert right. in you though. So that's the, the personality
0: thing. Yeah, right. exactly. So, yeah. so
1: these, a lot of these people don't really have that, you know, a lot of, we're talking about the people that are kind of shy and don't feel comfortable going up to someone and asking them, Hey, can you help me? If you feel comfortable, please do that. Because yeah. people that lift like that love giving advice, you know, it's a big part of their life if they're in that great of shape. So
0: I'm only shy when I'm hung over though, I guess that's the only time um, that I understand introverts. I just don't want to be bothered. <laughs>
1: I feel like I talk more when I'm hungover, but it's because Is I'm that still true? drunk, maybe. Uh-huh. Aha, yeah, still, that's yeah. early
0: hangover. You're still hanging. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I wake up and I'm like, hey, you guys want bacon and eggs? <laughs> oh, I'm not hungover yet. That's not hungover. That's like an hour later going, don't fucking talk to me. I have my
1: yeah. bacon. Yeah, I'm yeah. Yeah.
0: Now, uh, okay, so let, let's get let's get back to what we were talking about here because I wanted to bring up a point and moving forward with what um, what we were talking about. When I go to the gym, Um, I feel like I have a very good background. I I took this course in high school. It was literally weightlifting. It was an extra gym course and it was an elective and I had to just fill up my schedule. And I'm like, there's weightlifting. Okay, great. That's where I learned how to lift. I'm talking about, you know, bench is one thing. It's just a push. It could be easy, but it could also mess you up. So you have to learn the importances of where to put the bar and, you know, do you lock your elbows out or not? You shouldn't, but, um, uh, also, like the 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 one, if you can mas- uh, sorry, master one lift. In my opinion, if you could master the squat, it's a dangerous move. But if you can do it effectively and you can do it safely, wow! Does this one exercise cover most of athleticism? I'm talking about any stance that you could possibly take, any sport that you give me, I guarantee you the squat will work, with the exception of swimming you name me any sport and the squat will do it. But the thing is, before we get into that, um, just in general, the squat is just one lift. All right. So if I go into the gym and it's for the first time in a long time, my whole body feels at a hundred percent, I'm not sore anywhere. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to lift. If you were to give me advice, what, what should I do first? Should I, I mean, of course we'll, we'll talk about warming up in just a second. Um, because I should have started with that, but now I'm already, I'm, I'm already a mile in to my point here. Um, when it comes to lifting, what should we do first? Should we do legs? Should we do chest? Should we do back? Should we do, should we do a combination of those things? What it, I mean, because I think that's where people start to get a little bit swirly in the head and that's where they get a little bit confused and intimidated. Um, it, 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 with your advice, what, do you, what should you tell these people to do? What's the first step or what should they do first? When they walk into a gym and they want to do resistance exercises.
1: Great question. So yeah. the so I'll track it back for you really quickly with the warm-up. Absolutely warm yeah, yeah, yeah. up before. I should have started with anyway. that. No, that's all right. <laughs> totally that's,
0: missed out on how you, you should were just warm up. Rolling, you
1: were rolling on your point. It was great. So <laughs> warm up. Get on either the elliptical, a bike, uh, walk on the treadmill on an incline, do the Stairmaster, whatever it is, you need to warm up your tissues for five to 10 minutes before any type of workout. And you should not static stretch. And I will leave that there. You should not static stretch before a workout, after a workout. First of all, resist. I will. All right. See, now I can't help but go into it very briefly. <laughs> it's very, sorry, so we're very bouncing flame. around.
0: It's an exciting topic for us.
1: Gotta. So, you will get your functional mobility. So, movement, being able to move through things, a lot of the things that people think they get from static stretching, you get that through resistance training. Right. So, yeah. So, so absolutely warm up your tissues again, five to 10 minutes before you work out.
0: Warm up your tissues.
1: Oh, take. Yeah, I keep, every time I say tissue, now I'm just—I don't know why it sounds weird. I'm just thinking about boogers, so I'm you such know. a child. Like, I'm t- going t- the other t- way.
0: I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm total like—I'm being a, a perverted man. I'm just going warm up your tushies <laughs> instead of tissues. So.
1: Tushies? Oh, I wish I spoke like that. That'd yeah, be a lot. Yeah, well, I work with. Than... Yeah,
0: whatever. I have—I have—I have a niece, and I'm like, yo, man, get your tushy out of my face. Like, I can't say get your asshole. Like, you're too. She's too young for that. So. You got uh, you got to cute, you got to cue it up a little bit.
1: I wish I had a filter like that though, even with children. Okay.
0: Uh, I, well, so I, I things <laughs> slip. Let's just put it that way. Um,
1: so warm up number one. Speaking number of two, slipping,
0: right? Slipping. The warm up when just to clarify, static stretching—that's your classic reach and hold—and you should not do that with cold. There they are, cold muscles, uh, because you could really hit, you could rip something out, you could pull something, and you just rip ruin the workout up. before it even started. And you don't want to do that. So is there another term for static stretching instead of the reach and hold? Is there a different type of stretching?
1: No, that's basically it. So it's like your touch your toes, stretch, it's hold your arms, stretch, it's uh, hold your quad, hold your ankles to stretch your quads, reach for your toe, you know, all of those classic stretches that you see a lot of people, they continue to do that. And I would definitely like to do a whole episode on that because it's a, it's okay. a pretty uh, big topic, but, For the most part, all research has shown that static stretching is inefficient before an exercise bout and after an exercise bout. And really in general, the only time I recommend static stretching, it's basically your yoga type stretches, right? The only time I would recommend it is when you are doing yoga because yoga is a mind body experience and you're breathing along with it. And that changes the game, Mm -hmm. but it is not for flexibility purposes. So warm up like whatever it is. Second, mm-hmm. your second question was, so we're talking about a newbie here or, and this can also apply to anyone in general, but if you've never done a squat or a deadlift or a bench press, these are all of our core lifts, meaning that we're using a large part of our body or more muscles than not. So if you are, if it is your first time doing a squat, I would recommend doing it with absolutely no weight. You don't right, even do have it. to go. I was just going to say
0: literally pretend that I'm sorry to cut you off, but I just, I love talking about this just because like when the bar is behind your shoulder and then, and and where it's supposed to be is important too. it should be resting on your traps, not on that. Oh my God. Like the, the little knot that like, you could actually feel the bone here. I used to hit that when I was in high school and then my coach lowered the bar. I was like, whoa, coach, what are you doing? And he actually put it there. He was like, "Yep, I'm just gonna put it right here for a second, hey, just do me a favor, just kind of pinch your shoulders up a little bit. And I was like, perfect. I don't feel that, that, that bar was just crunching my bone. And I was just like, and he saw this red mark every day and he goes, yeah. that's got to be killing you. So if you reposition that bar, whatever, it's the slightest, smallest things that can change a workout. And then if you're lifting very heavy weights, there are attachments to the bar that you could use. One of my favorite, my personal favorite, it's called the manta ray. And it's this thing that sits comfortably on the back of your neck and it takes away all that alleviation. And my bar can, uh, can sit a little bit higher where I like it personally. And, uh, and there's things around that. But uh, to get back to your point once again, um, the complex um muscles that we're using for example the bench press you're getting your pectorals you're getting your triceps and you're getting the front part of your deltoids in that's three muscle groups in one lift that's fantastic i mean i are there more are there more lifts like that of course there are but we want to make sure that these beginners again are not intimidated and if we want to start with a bench a squat and all these lifts again The the first thing to do is to learn how to do them. And you're absolutely right. You should do them. You should pretend that there's a bar there and you got to get your own body mechanics in line. You got to make sure that you're safe there. I love that you have to, because I did it the the, the first week we were lifting with no weights because we have to get our body angles the right way. If you don't, you're prone to hurt yourself and it's counterproductive to resistance exercise. Take it away.
1: Absolutely. I've, I've realized that I say absolutely to a lot, but it's because I just agree. So that's good. Absolutely. Absolutely. So <laughs> yeah.
0: I have, I have words like that too, though. I'm just like, yeah, exactly. I say exactly a lot. you your yeah. absolutely is my exactly.
1: Yeah, exactly. Ha, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> so yes, do the practice reps without weight, but also again, taking it to what should I, so you, another question that you asked was, should I be doing upper and lower body? Should I be doing everything, whatever? Should I separate it? So here's the thing you should be lifting two to three times a week. And let's just really quickly go over why weight training builds muscle, muscle increases your metabolic rate, meaning it increases the amount of calories that you burn outside of the gym. When you're doing aerobic training, when you're doing your classic treadmill exercise or elliptical that's great you're burning calories then and there but you're not necessarily increasing your metabolic rate so reason to lift two to three times a week you want to increase the amount of calories that you're burning outside of the gym number two be realistic with yourself how many days a week can you resistance train if you can resistance train two times a week i would suggest doing upper body one day lower body the next day if you can do, if you can do even better three times a week, then I would recommend that you split it into three, whether you do upper body, lower body, upper body to keep it simple. And actually let's just keep it at that. People get into doing push, pull, all of that. I would just recommend, especially as a beginner to do upper body, split it with lower body and then do upper body again. You can also mix, you can do upper and lower body. But the biggest thing with that is you wanna make sure that you're giving your whatever muscle groups you're using time to rest. So if you go into the gym and you do legs one day, and then you go in two days later, you're prob- you are probably have delayed onset muscle soreness. So you're probably Doms. sore. Doms. I love that term. You're probably sore. So if you go and do legs again, that means that you didn't give yourself enough time to recover. Recovery equals building. So when you're yes. sore, That means that your fibers, basically in simple terms, you are growing. You are going to get muscle growth. You break down to build up. So that pain that you're feeling is your body saying, hey, I need a little bit of rest. So whatever is sore on you, you shouldn't be working out again. Recover.
0: Absolutely. I think that, and people get so efficient with this. Cause I remember um, when I had the time and I had the resources to go to the gym frequently. And when I say frequently, I would go at, uh, between three or four times a week. And I, I would read my own body. For example, if a Monday was like um, my, I, I would do the, I would do push, pull and legs. That was, that really was me. And I have to be careful because sometimes if I do Monday and I do all my pushing, right. And my chest is killing Which me. Which is right, chest. My,
1: so pushing yeah. triggers chest and triceps.
0: Yeah, and my, mostly muscles in the front and then triceps back the here. that no one wants behind out. the arm. Yeah, this, the old, this, this old thing. The Mine old, actually the old just gag.
1: flopped around too. Wow, that was awful. Okay, sorry, continue.
0: <laughs> and then you have also, you start here. And if you do the pulling motions, you are doing a lot of back exercises. You're getting a lot of your trapezius, your latissimus dorsi. Steps um the the, the the latissimus dorsi is like back under like your traps are on the top the latissimus dorsi is your wings in the bottom and then your biceps because you're also you know your 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 elbow is decreasing at an angle so that means that you're working out your biceps biceps femoris and then um wow look at you yeah i know it's all coming back to me now just talking about it i love it um and then so those now uh so when i go in and do my pull exercises uh yesterday's push Uh, Exercises starting to be sore not fully sore but whatever now on my third day when I do legs my chest and everything is on fire I'm really sore my back is kind of starting to get there because I was just yesterday and now I'm doing my legs now the fourth day happens this is where I have to read I have to look back at Monday and say okay that's my push exercises when I go back to my push exercises let's say for example my chest is still really sore but my triceps and my shoulders and everything, they can be exercised. So I don't want to do anything with my chest. Are there exercises that isolate the tricep and, uh, and, and shoulder exercises? Yes. This is the beauty of resistance training because now we've got you to listen to your body, which is what we always That's pretty much the top, that's like the main idea with every single episode that we have. You have to listen to your own body. And and if I listen to my body, my chest is killing me. So I gotta do my triceps, I gotta do my shoulders. Now I have my workout all ready to go because all I had to do was say, man, my chest is hurting, great. Now I have two more muscles that I use with my push and anything else that I use. um, Basically whatever's not sore and that's part of that day, that's what I work out. So I'll be working on my triceps and shoulders for that day because my chest is not ready to go yet. And then the next day would be my pulls. Whatever's not sore in the back or biceps, I try to do that. If I'm too sore everywhere and I don't want to, I shouldn't work out anything, welcome to my 100% rest day. And then that's the idea. I know you wanted to interject with something.
1: Yeah, that's all right. So the only thing that I would disagree with you on there, or Mm
0: -hmm.
1: not necessarily disagree, but-
0: yeah. And this is just know? what I did before. This is just absolutely. like
1: absolutely, but I, I but, was a go hard. But this just sparked my memory on something that it doesn't bother me, but I just wish people would understand mm-hmm. that it really isn't necessary to perform strictly bicep exercises. So, like bicep curls and tricep, so back in front of your arm, it really isn't necessary to isolate those exercises. And here's the biggest reason why functional. Is that functional? Do you do this motion in real life? No. However, you do pull things in real life and unless you're living in a fake life, I'm not sure, but you don't need to isolate your muscles unless you're training to be a bodybuilder. You will hit your biceps when you do back exercises. You will Mm -hmm. hit your triceps when you do push exercises. And if you're sitting, if you're the type of person that's trying to maximize your workouts, meaning you can really only get into the gym two to three times a week. I would absolutely suggest that you don't include those in your workout. I would stick to the major muscle groups because that is going to stimulate your larger muscles. Like we said, your chest, your lats, so your back, the bigger muscles that you have. And that in turn is going to lead to more muscle growth, more lean muscle mass, and that will increase your caloric expenditure, so the amount of calories that you burn to a greater extent, as opposed to just doing those isolation exercises.
0: Yeah, totally agree. Because yeah, that that's a long time ago. This was, uh, you know, like. Um, uh, I, I was, I was it, in college or something like that. I think that's when I was doing it, you know? Like no, it's not just
1: I... you though. It's a lot yeah. of women. I see specifically a lot of women at the gym and they'll just be like doing tricep pushdowns Cause it's kind of easy. You know, they see other people doing it, but
0: cause it looks cute.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. Just, la-de-da-de-da. I don't do, I, I, don't,
0: I only do exercises that look cute. I don't care if they're good <laughs> for me or I'm not. I'm just here
1: to look good. And my top,
0: there you go. I mean, hey, some of those pictures are great, but again, yeah, I don't, I mean, yeah, for the, for the, for the shallow minded, if you will, that's great. But I, you know, anytime that I, that I see that stuff, it's like, you know, I, anytime I, it's so funny. I see like, like athletes, like female athletes, you know, like, um, NWHL players when they work out. I don't see a single pair of Lulu lemons anywhere. I don't see the tightest tank top in the world anywhere. I don't see their belly uh, their, their, I don't want to say bellies, like their stomachs or whatever, like their, their four packs or six packs. Cause yes, some of them do have that. They, they don't flat flaunt their bodies at all. When they're in the gym, they're just straight up comfortable. They wear sweatpants, they wear long sleeve shirts and they crush it. They yeah. go at it hard. And that's, what's impressive about it. Like that, is exercise. That's what I'm talking about. Whenever I see like the, you know, like the the models doing their thing, I'm sorry, but like most of them, not all of them, but most of them are doing things just to look cute. And someone is taking a picture of them. I'm just like, come on.
1: (laughs) And they're posting it to Instagram. Step aside.
0: That's it. Exactly. (laughs) But,
1: but sometimes there are some people that when they buy a new workout outfit, they like, thoroughly enjoy it and it makes them motivated to go to the gym and show it off and hey if that's That's what works for you girl get it like i don't look good feel good i've said this
0: before but don't do tricep extensions
1: please please (laughs) get the multi-joint exercises in meaning larger muscle groups so again we've talked about you know the basics the squat the deadlift the bench press Um, and then there are different variations of all of that and I also think lunges are a great exercise because it is going to target stability. So it's going to target your balance. And it's also going to help with your mobility. So flexibility. Things that again people think they're getting through this static stretching, which is not the case. Um, step-ups, things like that, exercises that are going to work your whole body trying to do push-ups and don't be upset if you can't do a full-blown push-up and you have to get on your knees and do what they call the girl push-up who the hell cares you're doing what you can and soon enough you're going to progress but you have to start somewhere so i know it's easier said than done to be like i don't be embarrassed but if you are embarrassed then go into the little corner of the gym where no one is and do it on your own and you know a lot of the times you feel like people are watching you but no one really gives a shit what you're doing
0: yeah yeah very true. I think that's, I, I do feel like that's internal, how people are, uh, you know, everybody's staring at me. It's like, sorry, other people are b- too busy to watch what you're doing. Right. There are other people who don't care about what you're doing right now. So go ahead and just do your thing and get in and get out. Um, you were mentioning full-blown push-ups and I just, I, I wanted to share a story. Uh, when I was in, I think it was about either seventh or eighth grade, I was in uh, Bantam hockey, which is the level of hockey that's just before high school uh it's it's the it's the the last level or one, i'm sorry one of the last levels before you get into it. like some 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 guys choose an next level it's called uh it's it's called it's called the midget level i hope they rename that soon um but yeah anyway i was at this this somewhat somewhat of a high level of hockey and i remember uh one time i uh, i i shot the puck down the ice uh to you know got the, get the puck over the red line ice it whatever and this guy was just finishing his check he wasn't doing anything dirty or anything like that but as soon as I hit that, I was a little bit out of position, and he hit me. And then my arm did one of these things to try to um, to, to catch the fall on the ice, and I kind of missed it because it's ice. My hand slipped, and then my head bang hit my shoulder as my arm was straight out on the ice, and I dislocated my shoulder, and it was very very painful. And for a while, I could not do a full blown push up. As I was recovering, as I mean, it took it took months of recovery. But when I had enough confidence to go into the gym. My arm was weak because I haven't used it in a while. So I go in there and I had to go to my knees to start with my push-ups because I could not do what you call a full-blown push-up. It's part of a recovery process. I was injured. I need to be recovered. I need to start at the very basic. And I was doing like one handed. I had like five or 10 pound weights in my hand. I mean, I felt like, and I felt like I was really strenuous. I was like, this is what people feel like whenever they go into the gym and they don't know. Uh, what to do where they're beginners and they're finding out what to do. I'm like, I now have, um, I don't have empathy anymore. I now have sympathy for these people. Cause I know what it's like to have five pounds in your arm and with all of your strength pushing it, yeah. you know, because I, it just happens. That's just where people are in fitness. That doesn't mean you're a wimp. That doesn't mean that you are less of a person than everyone else. It's just, that's where you are. So that's what you should go with. Yeah, anytime, anytime that I that I see people doing an exercise, and I'm like, Hey, find your, you know, again, it depends on their goals and objectives. If I'm losing weight, I try to have people find their 15. Uh, On the the 15th repetition, you should have some sort of a workout. That's where and then the, the fun about it is finding out what number you're at, at each exercise. You know, once you find out that number, you got your limit, try to keep on pushing those limits. And, and it's as easy as that. But that, that experience really helped me out and it helped me understand what people go through if they're um, not you know, uh, intimidated in the gym.
1: Right, so and nice. you make a few good points there indirectly. So don't be- That's upset. all I know how to
0: do, Jake.
1: <laughs> That's all i do here. Don't be upset. I know how to do if, points, man. <laughs> if you are not lifting a lot of weight, I have seen huge men in the gym lifting 10 pounds weight, very slowly focusing on the muscle group that they're targeting And like I said, they're big and they look good. Half the battle is eating, fueling your body. So as long as you're working out and you're giving yourself the appropriate amount of fuel, you will grow and you will look good.
0: You will grow and you will look good.
1: Two injuries. So listen to your body. If you can't do, if you're doing something with pain, again, that's always your body's way of telling you, this is not for me right now. Maybe I can build enough strength to get there. But third, I forgot about the third, repetition. So that's kind of the one missing part that we have here. And then we will close this up. But repetitions are extremely important because, or I'm sorry, are not extremely important. It depends. To me, here's what I do. I'll go into the gym. And if one day I feel like lifting heavier weight, I'll do fewer reps. If on the next day I am feeling like, Mm, I'm, I'm kind of sore or whatever. I'll just do lighter weight and more repetitions. Unless you are an athlete training for a certain competition, unless you are in a certain training period for whatever it may be, whatever sport you play, I think that for older adults, they should focus more on strength training, which would be anywhere from eight to 12 repetitions. But in general, I feel good when I lift lightweight and a lot more repetitions because I don't get as sore and I feel good. So I really, there are specific ranges that are listed in any type of personal training book that you will ever read. But I don't think that you need to focus very heavily on that. I think do when it comes to repetitions, I would say do three sets. So whatever exercise you're performing, do it three to four times and however you feel about repetitions, go for it. It should be like Juggy said, you know, you don't just want to be like, we, but That'll still work, it's still gonna give you something, so. I did a
0: 1,000 repetitions with yeah, two right. and a half pounds yesterday. <laughs> I feel well, great.
1: At least you did a 1,000, you know?
0: Yeah, I wonder what ten that would when... feel like. I've never uh, actually done that, but- you'd still a failure. Be exhausted
1: I don't think you'd make it to 1,000.
0: I don't think so either, I don't think about giving it, you're yourself,
1: right. Yeah, as long as you're giving yourself some type of challenge there. Whether it's within eight repetitions or 20. Do you? Yeah, I I really
0: yeah firmly believe that and in that. Yeah, I think that the uh it it it's the experience of the person who's in the gym also. For example, when you're when you're first starting out, when you now now that you have the confidence to do these machines and you're first trying them out, I do I do believe that people should start at 15 for a couple of reasons. You're forced to do lower weight, so it's not that so it's a little bit easier. And you have more time to practice that weight instead of just doing it one time at a heavy weight, that could probably be very risky. So if Absolutely. you do the fifth, I think that you're just kind of practicing that motion, you know, so you're, you're past the no weight, you're, you're, you're you've got enough practice and now you have some weight in your hands or, you know, whatever muscle group that you're working out. I think that when you first start out, I think that you should do uh, 15 and you should not go past 15. That's just redundancy at that point. Um, well, why not? I think that uh, anything past anything past 15, I think that you should be able to do more weight. The point is resistance. If you're going to do a cardio, you might as well get out of the gym and just go for a jog or a walk or whatever the case may be. I don't think that it's going to target, and I don't think that it does that much. People can argue like, well, what about repetition 16, 17, and 18?" I'm going, "Okay, that, like if we want to sit here and and overthink this, that's perfectly fine, you know." Um, but the point is, I just, I would I would make sure that. Uh, on that 15th repetition, I hope that they can feel some form of strain. That way we know that they are approaching failure and they know how to read their body whenever they start to the, <clears throat> what I call the shakes. Whenever that happens, their muscles are starting to fail. And that's not a bad thing. Failure is such a bad word um, in the fitness industry, but it's a glorious word because you know your limits. So when you start to lift heavier weights, of course, naturally repetition is going to go down. You know, you can't lift, uh, let's say, for example, if I can lift 100 pounds 15 times, I can't lift, um, you know, 200 pounds 15 times because, you know, 100 pounds, that's, that's my max. But if I do it five times, I should be able to increase the weight to whatever that is. Um, but when you get used to these weights, now you're at the gym, you're a month in, you're about two months in, maybe three months in. That's when I start to feel that you can increase the weight a little bit. You should, you should change your workout. Uh, and, and kind of, I hate the term trick your body, but you know, you should find ways to have your body adapt though. to your exercise.
1: It is yeah. trick your body. You it never is, want to is. go in and perform the same exact exercise routine that you performed the time you did before.
0: Right. I want to, I, I wish that there was just a better term. I know that trick is quick. It's there. It's one syllable. I understand it. It's just, but I don't want to trick my body. I want to help it. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to trick nothing. I want to change. You want to, adaptation. You want to shock
1: it. Shock.
0: I <laughs> oh so many jokes so little time. Uh, I want to shock other people's bodies. No,
1: um,
0: <laughs> no, I I just yeah. Whatever, but you you totally understand what I'm trying to say. If you, you're I I like to say just change the adaptation. I know it's a it's a term. It's long. Right. To it's say, just whatever. a different
1: stimulus that there is you go. that is going to basically if you do the same thing every single time. I call them cardio bunnies. They're the person that goes and will do the elliptical for 30 minutes every single time, or they will have the same exact, not cardio monies, but the same exact exercise routine every time, and they never change and they wonder why. It's because yeah, you're not providing enough right. stimulus. Yeah. So, yes, switch up your workouts. What, you know, it could just be like a couple of things that you change within it, change the repetitions, change whatever, change the weight, change. Change is good. Yeah,
0: change is good as Rafiki says in The Lion King. I think that the main points of this episode is it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, it doesn't matter if you're an expert or uh, a novice. I think With that even holes. ex Yeah, I, I think that experts even have some some holes in their rep- uh in, in their, you know, in their repertoire is is the word I'm looking for. And I do think that some experts they're they're not um Updated with some of the new exercises that are out there, I I still think that there are some old school mentalities who had never heard of a foam roller before. Um, So the main, the main ideas are it doesn't matter if you're an expert novice doesn't matter if you're a man woman doesn't matter if you're a beginner, or you've been there forever. The point of this is don't feel intimidated when you're walking into a gym, there are people who are simple. I'm sorry, simply just assholes. And that has nothing to do with the gym. That's just their personality. Stay away from those people. Surround yourself with people who are willing to help you. It doesn't matter if they look like a Greek god or goddess. It doesn't matter if they look that like they're very overweight. Because guess what? You have bouncers and linemen and other athletes and sumo wrestlers who are in 10 times better shape than the guy with the six pack over there only doing sit-ups because he can perform cardiovascular exercise a hell of a lot better than that person in the corner. There's many different levels of fitness. Just find the kind, generous people who are willing to help. And uh, and try to surround yourself with those types of people. And I think that you're gonna have a much better, more effective, happier experience, and it'll be a lot more simpler for your health.
1: Ooh, I that's see that's how you did end there. Show. That's how boom. it's done, baby. Damn, I'm never gonna Full close out again.
0: <laughs> Somebody fire Siri, man. We gotta get we got, we gotta get an intro and an outro guy or gal here. <laughs> Maybe we should have it uh, that'd be funny if we had like an intro and an, and, a, and, a, and an outro like a uh, special guest every week but they only did that they just stood in the background and said absolutely nothing in the middle of the show <laughs> they just introduced and outroed us that'd be so funny
1: I'll find a stalker to do it just some creep some <laughs> creep on the street like hey exactly
0: you know. I, uh, one of you are I know one of you are. <laughs>
1: all right well thank you guys for listening to episode 20 we will be back next week we're on a roll we're we've been crushing them weekly juggy i'm I'm proud of us i am also proud of us to the guns so uh thank you guys for listening do you have anything coming up juggy any cool like video game type stuff
0: yeah honestly no um i i have been quiet uh, again as of late when it comes to my video gaming and stuff i've been doing a lot of adulting lately I got my job. My job is uh, starting next week. So uh, we do have to uh, change our schedule. My camp is my, my, my camp job starts on Monday and then, um, yeah, if we could do something in the evening, we'll, we'll talk about that off air if you will. Uh, But yeah, nothing, um, nothing video game wise just yet. Nothing special happening. Uh, It's kind of a lull at the moment. And uh, at the end of the summer is usually when things start to pick up with that. There's a lot of game releases and such, but let me just wrap this up and shut my big fat loud mouth up at juggy zero. I'm sorry at juggy haha is Twitter, and then uh, YouTube and Twitch is Juggy zero one zero. Come and check me out, come check out some clips and come and uh, enjoy the laughter and enjoy the the personality that is me.
1: And if you guys haven't already subscribed, if you like us, subscribe. If you don't, then don't. Simple as yeah. that simplified health all right do what
0: i didn't and tell your friends and family
1: yeah go on to your mom's youtube account and just hit subscribe thank you bye
0: (laughs) deuces we'll